Hello, you are listening to the Treadweary Podcast, the audio arm of Treadweary.com, where we gather around the Word of God to hear what it is that God has done for us, so that we might receive from Him the gifts of His grace and mercy. Join Pastor Smee as we take a look at the text coming up for us with this following Sunday to hear what it is that God has to tell us and to open our hearts and our minds as we prepare to worship together. Greetings, church. Hope you are having a wonderful week here as we gather together again on this Tuesday around uh, the texts that we have for this coming Sunday. Yesterday we did the prayer of the day, and today we will be looking at our first reading, which comes out of Genesis chapter 17. Uh, but first, we shall uh, hear our psalm that is appointed at the back of our hymnal, that's Psalm 77. So let us prepare our hearts. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Was his unfailing love, has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water, poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The psalm fits as we begin Lent together. It fits because it's this call to remember what God has done. And that's what we're actually doing here during Lent. Lent is the season to remember what God has done before we get to Holy Week and we actually reenact what it is that God has done through, through our time of actually moving towards Calvary. So may we remember that. Remember what it is that God has done for us, how his mighty arm, his right arm, Christ, has done such work for us. Well, our first reading for the Sunday comes from Genesis chapter 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down 
And God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is an interesting text. We kind of skip over the part dealing with circumcision. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, most men don't necessarily want to talk about that uh, part of God uh, bringing forth a covenant. But here, it's this, this declaration of God of changing a name, right? Changing a name, taking Abram, which if I remember correctly, uh, basically meant uh, big daddy, and changing him to Abraham, which meant everlasting dad. Or maybe it's the other way around. I, I can never remember. I can never keep them, keep them straight. But here, God is doing something symbolic with Abram. Abram's name had, had something to do with being a father, and yet the only child he had was Ishmael that he had through his wife's sla slave. And God is promising him that many nations are going to come from him when he has one son, and he's about to be told in just a little bit that that son is not part of the promise that he's still going to be blessed by God, but he's not the child of the promise. Another child is to come who's the child of the promise. And so God changes Abraham's name to say that, that you're going to be the father of many nations. Many nations are going to come from you. And, and so too it is with Sarai. that changes their name to Sarah, and, and many nations are going to come from her. And it's interesting. You read this, and during Lent, part of what we do is we start walking in the footsteps of our baptism. We start walking in this realization that, that uh, we are part of a gigantic family uh, of brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of God, that, that in our baptism we are made a child of God, and that we actually have our name changed, that we're baptized into God's name, meaning that that, that, that is our name now. And in some traditions, such as the Anglican tradition and, and in, the, in the Catholic tradition and in many different uh, parts of the world, a child is given a new name at their baptism uh, to, to, to symbolize that transformation of them, them being owned by God. And as we walk through Lent, we have to start remembering the fact that we are part of these many nations that have come from Abraham. From, from him as the symbol of our faith, our trust in God, him as the symbol of the promise of, promises of God fulfilled that he never saw. The fact that, that God promises so many things to Abraham and Abraham never got a chance to partake of those promises. He basically has two sons and then he dies, Ishmael and Isaac. And, and that's it. He, he, he doesn't literally father many more children, and yet those are the two children that are the focal point of, of the story of Genesis coming from Abraham. And Isaac is the one that God chooses, the secondborn, not the firstborn. We read this text and we should be reminded 
that we are part of a gigantic family. And that family continues through the spreading of the faith, through the spreading of the promises that God gives us in baptism, our, our death and our resurrection, our being made a child of God. But then that also spreads uh, through the fact that, that we take those promises and we teach them to our children that then they teach them to their children, then they teach them to their children, and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm reading a, a book right now that I've been wanting to read, The Family Ministry Field Guide by, by Timothy Paul Jones. And in it, he talks about how he does his ministry for the sake of his grandchildren, not for his children. He, he does the, the sharing of the faith with his children to do it so much so, to do it so much that his church is ingrained with this culture of sharing of the faith, of sharing of the gospel, of sharing of the scriptures, of, of sharing in the life of the church, to pass it on to their children, not for the sake of their children, but for their grandchildren, so that it's so ingrained in their children that those children then pass it on to their children, and those children pass it on to their children. And he, he talks about in the book that he hopes that he has great, 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 great grandchildren who are so entrenched in their faith and their trust and their love of God and Christ and the scriptures and the family of God that they pass it on to their children all because of what he's done with his kids and this, this calling for us in the church to do the same. Otherwise, what's the point? We might as well fold up shop and go home if it's not something to share and it's not something to continue. And so here with Abraham, we join him in the faith, knowing that God promises us life in him. And we need to hold to that. Let us pray. O oh God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so to glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, God's blessings be upon you during this time of Lent, church. Prayers that you continue to draw close to him. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.